The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive on this Wednesday, the 27th day of December 2023. They're winding down quickly now. Kurt has the week off. Uh, This is Anthony. And with me, uh, co-hosting today is Don Turner. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Anthony. And now, joining us, we've got uh, two guests. We've got Chris Taylor, rep from Milton. Yes. Good Good morning. morning. How are you? Doing well, thank you. And then on the line, uh, Mike Morgan. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, sir. And what, uh, where do you, what is, what's your representative? Mike it represents part of Milton and the islands. And the islands. Yes. So um, he's got a bigger geographical area, but he still lives in Yes. Milton. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, welcome to both of you today. You getting geared up for uh, an exciting session? Yeah, that's, uh, I guess that you can say exciting. Uh, I think it's going to be challenging more than anything, but... Uh, you know, ready for those challenges for yeah, sure. Yeah. How about yeah. Uh, how about you, Mike? Yeah, same. Um, uh, I think there's going to be so it's going to be a I'll call it an interesting session. Um, like Chris said, I think it's going to be there's going to be some significant challenges there, and uh, but look forward to tackling that and hoping that we can uh, get some things done that benefit Vermonters. Now, uh, prior to, to this, uh, Don and I were talking on the air um, uh, years ago when, when he was the, the leader, the minority leader. He would have, uh, starting in September, pulling the caucus together and stuff. Um, what's, uh, what's been happening um, prior to the session with uh, you guys? Chris, you can go first on that one. Uh, well, the emails have definitely kicked off. Uh, tons and tons of emails, I think. I was listening on the way in. Uh, Don Don hit the nail on the head with uh, with his perspective. Obviously, he spent a lot of time down there. Um, you know, this is when things really start getting to getting going. Uh, uh, opportunities to co-sponsor bills are flying around. Um, so we're we're starting to see the new batch of bills that have been worked on through uh, through legislative council for this session uh, coming around, uh, which is interesting. Some of them, um, some of them, I, I question greatly. Um, but uh, so it's getting busy. He's getting busy. And uh, how about yourself, Mike? Yeah, I, I just to piggyback on what Chris said, uh, Anthony, I think this session, my humble opinion, we as a whole, as a legislative body, need to look at um, bills that are very pragmatic focused, again, on benefiting Vermonters, um, that really where the rubber meets the road. We've got some things, I think, going on in the state that we need to take a hard look at, and we need to really... Uh, look at, for instance, public safety. I think uh, there's no mystery that we have some public safety issues in this state um, that we've never seen before. This is my home state. I'm 62 years old. I've lived here all of my adult life except for nine years when I was active duty in the military, but I always kept that residency and kept that touch to the state, and I'm just seeing some things happen in the state that really dismay me. I've never seen occur in in the public safety realm um, uh, in our little state. so I think we as a collective body have, some, have to look at some things that we think can make a difference to try and recenter where our, where our state sits, especially like in that regard. Um, hey, Mike, also, uh, can I jump in a little bit? I just, um, you know, I know you and I know Chris and, you know, have the opportunity to work with you guys. But maybe for the listener, can uh, each of you just give a kind of little bio, you know, how you, what, a little bit of background about yourself, what committee you serve on in the legislature, and maybe a specific topic that's, going to be hot front and center in that committee this session if you could do that is that, sure. is that okay you want me to 
Go ahead. I'll go ahead then, Don. Yeah, um, yeah Michael Mor- I'm Michael Morgan, and um, was stated earlier, I think it was touched on a little bit, my district is all of Grand Isle County, so the five Grand Isle County towns of Alberg, Isle Mott, North Hero, Grand Isle, South Hero, and then the western corner of Milton is my district, a very geographically large area, um, but represents uh, um, that that portion of the state. Um, I currently serve on the uh, House Government Operations and Military Affairs Committee, which is um, a great fit for me uh, because I collectively served 14 years as selectman in the town of Milton. I'm still on that board, um, and I served 38 years in the military, so I touch both aspects of the uh, committee quite well. Um, so I think I've got that great experience for that great fit. Um, I think um, like I started to wading into, I guess you could say, was um, one thing that I have, we have to take a look at both in our committee and collectively as a whole is public safety. Um, and I know maybe we'll talk more about that, but we don't have to yet. Uh, um, the other big thing in my committee, that, a couple of big things that we look at in my committee, um, town charters, city charters, those are a big component of what we do. We approve those after um, voters approve those in their communities and get them if they have to buy a lobby uh, approved by the legislature. Um, and I'll, I'll just I'll drop it there and, and let Chris talk. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, so uh, Chris Taylor, uh, I represent Chittenden Franklin County, which is um, basically the middle section of Milton, middle swath of Milton, and goes up into Georgia, um, just a little bit up into about the interstate area. Um, I'm on the uh, House Education Committee. Uh, I have a background in education. I've worked for the Milton Town School District for the last seven years uh, in the uh, as a behavior interventionist, kind of in the behavior world there. Um, so I have a kind of a, a, a different perspective, a little bit of a different aspect to looking at education than, than some others do. Um, and I've also been appointed to the School Construction Aid Task Force, uh, which has been a, a huge topic of discussion uh, throughout the state with our aging facilities uh, through, you know, just through, through age or deferred maintenance. Uh, our, our state is in some serious need for uh, school construction uh, help. So we're, we're looking at that. Um, and uh, I think... In our committee, uh, obviously, that is probably going to be a huge topic this year, along with PCBs. That last year was was a, a rather large topic, um, and I'm sure we'll continue on this session. Good, thank you. Yeah, um, let's. Uh, I want to touch a little bit on that. Um, you know, Burlington. I, I feel. I feel like uh, personally, Burlington took it on the chin, uh, and you know, this it is. It's all history now. State came in, you know, declared it, changed the the levels of contamination and. But I, I'm interested in hearing what the task force is working on because I think we're going to find there are a number of, of school buildings in the state of Vermont that are very similar or, or close to what the Burlington High School was. And I think it's going to be probably in the next 20 years, there's going to be a lot of schools that need to have significant money either if you're rebuilding them and, uh, or remodeling them. And so what do you what are you working on in the task force? Well, the the PCBs are really just kind of a, a, a component of the whole kind of outlook that we're looking at here. Um, they're a big part of it because you really can't move forward with figuring out what finances you need for for school construction without understanding the, the needs of the PCBs. Like you said, PCBs could uh, devastate a, a school district in the, in the matter of you know, one test. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been a, a really multifaceted discussion on 
on how we're, we're going to move forward. Uh, we've been looking at uh, some different states like Rhode Island and uh, Massachusetts who have already put into, uh, into effect some school construction uh, programs for their state. Um, I, in my opinion, I, I really uh, uh, would like to follow Rhode Island's as closely as possible. Um, in the, the whole discussions, I've also been a very big advocate of making sure that we add into uh, the stipulations that if the state does provide some kind of financing for school districts, that there's a plan or a program moving forward on the maintenance of schools so we don't yeah. find ourselves in this situation 30, 40 years down the road. Right. Um, so I'm really trying to try to tie in some Act 173, which is uh, deals with the facilities, some of that language into this, uh, along with some other funding options. So um, I was just going to ask, uh, Mike, when it comes to GovOps, um, was was your committee the one that, that uh, talked about the health care for the legislators? Uh, no, not specifically. That okay. would have been a different committee, Anthony. Okay, I was just curious because I. Um, but um, so, talk to me about about some of the stuff that 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 GovOps that you really hope to talk about uh, this session. Uh, well, like I said, I started to delve into um, we. Uh, two of our big focuses are um, we see a lot of them town charters. We're dealing with. Um, various aspects, <clears throat> excuse me, of things that towns bring forth that they want to change in how they conduct business. Uh, so there's, you know, leg, uh, we're required to legislatively uh, pass those as bills. They become individual bills. Um, they can't go into effect without our approval at the state level. Um, so those are very important to towns and a very important piece of what we do. Um there are various pieces of public safety um, that we'll that we'll touch upon um, that will have some impact there. Um, we uh, also we it's a pretty it's a pretty wide array of things we do. Um, for instance, last session we dealt with the Department of um, Liquor and Lottery with the um, uh, online sports betting that's going into effect on one January. Um, and our, 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 we, we deal with the Office of Primary Responsibility on a number of issues. We, it's, it's a pretty wide encompassing committee. And then, of course, the big piece, um, uh, the last part of our title, Military Affairs. So we um, have that uh, nexus to our National Guard Caucus, which I'm a member of, uh, that delves into how we interact with our women and men that work in our National Guard forces the the soldiers and airmen in those entities so it's it's got a pretty wide breadth of uh of touch i guess you could say anthony i just can i, can I just jump in for a minute mike i just some people may not understand that uh, vermont is a dylan dylan's rule state so when mike was talking about the legislature approving charters um, many people know that they lo vote on a charter locally but that doesn't get adopted unless the legislature approves it and that's i just want to clarify that a little bit yeah and so, that's dylan's for, rule uh where nothing yeah. can be enacted locally it has to be approved by the legislature yeah the states derive that yeah. that uh, power ability so to speak from the legislature yeah. yes thank you don for that you're welcome hey chris now you work in the school so you have firsthand day-to-day -day experience working in a school uh you talked a little bit about rhode island's um model 
can you just elaborate a little bit? What what does that mean um, to Vermonters? As far as the Rhode, uh, I- Rhode Island school construction, how, how does that? How would that roll out here in Vermont? What it would it look like to the taxpayer or to the resident? Quite honestly, that's exactly what we're looking at okay. right now. We're we're you know. Uh, unfortunately, I missed the last meeting, which I've heard we we made some progress. It's been a slow start. We had uh, some meetings that got pushed way back due to the July flooding. So um, we're really just kind of right in the thick of things. Even though we're supposed to have a report out July f- or January fifteenth to the uh, to the uh, full body, uh, the General Assembly. Um, I believe we're going to hit that. We've got a couple subcommittees, so I can't really speak on exactly where we are. Uh, I know we've made progress. Uh, there's going to be uh, a lot of discussion about. The priority listing of how we how we you know hand out funds if if that comes to fruition, um, who gets them, why they get them, um, and of course PCBs are going to play a huge role okay. in that whole thing. So both of you, can you both weigh in on uh, what do you? Anthony and I had a conversation earlier before you came in about you know the caucus prepara- preparation for the upcoming session. Can you share a little bit about what your caucus will be focusing on as we enter this second year of the biennium? Which we know, you know, with a supermajority, uh, they got to be mindful that elections are in November. Uh, but there's still a lot of big ticket, big expense, high tax potential items that lay on that are out there. Can you guys talk about yeah. your caucus and, you know, what, what do you see from the caucus? Are there, is there going to be more visibility this year from the caucus, hopefully, uh, and things like that? Right. Um, well, I, but, I, I, this is Michael Morgan. Uh, y- yes, I, I <clears throat> hope that there's not just even more, not just more visibility, but more listening to what um, we say from our side of the aisle, so to speak. Um, like, again, as I touched on in the public safety arena, uh, what's the budget going to look like? Um, more fiscal prudence um, in the look at the budget this year. I think uh, it's no guarantees. We don't have all the financial map laid out yet, obviously. Um but from what you're seeing, like with flood recovery, there's going to be some matching dollars from, from what I've seen that need to go against these FEMA dollars. So if we're going to have a, a semi-full recovery as we move ahead of this um, coming year and fiscal year, um, there may have to be some tougher decisions made in the past. And I think that's where um, our caucus focuses on um, a much more uh, fiscally conservative look at things. Um, and... Um, I just a couple. That's just a couple. And then the public safety thing has got to be something. It's got to get a, a look and got to have some focus. It's it's changed. There's been a shift in our state, and I think if uh, we the legislature don't take a look at that, um, uh, we're remiss if we don't. Yeah, just just quickly, I, I would definitely agree with uh, what Michael Morgan just said. Uh, I think it's going to be a real big focus on fiscal responsibility this year, um, especially seeing some of these. Uh, these numbers that have come out uh, predicting where we could be on certain situations. Um, you know, as far as getting out in front of the public more, I think absolutely is a necessity. Uh, I think sometimes uh, we attempt to get out in front of the public some, um, and the avenues aren't quite there uh, at times for the message that we are trying to put out, uh, which is unfortunate. Discouraging. Disappointing. Yeah. Let's, uh, we got a call for you. Let's go to the phones. Uh, good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. I have a question about corrections. Uh, one of the reasons Sarah, uh, Sarah George says from time to time that she doesn't request lengthy prison sentences because we don't have the capacity to uh, rehabilitate uh, these uh, these offenders. But if 
But I think over the last 10 years, the prison population has been cut in half in Vermont. Are, are we artificially, like, reducing the, the capacity of our prisons, or what, what's going on there? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Uh, a little bit out of my purview. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, my opinion on, on the matters is that, you know, we definitely need to do a better job of uh, enforcing our laws in the state um, and uh, holding people accountable. Mike, do you uh, do you have any um, uh, any insight into what the caller was talking about? A, a, a bit, because my first term um, in 21 and 22, I was on the Corrections Institutions Committee, so a little bit of front row seat on that, um, but not so much this last session. Uh, anyway, um, I do know there's been, sig- I, I guess I'll call it significant um, movement to, or desire, I should say, to do just what the caller said, is to migrate away from fewer people in prisons um, and rehabilitate them on the streets, so to speak. And that's a, and that's a tough balance. Um, you know, there's certainly the crowd of folks that think, you know, the old saying of do the crime, do the time, um, balanced with, you know, what does, what is a fair sentence that gets the person, so to speak, attention, but yet gets them back into society as soon as possible, if they're not a threat to society, of course, um, and becoming uh, participants, you know, in a positive way towards our society. Um, has, I believe he alluded to, uh, potentially folks being let out um, and then artificially, or maybe let out too soon and artificially um, showing those numbers, I guess, is what he's alluding to, show that, yes, we're doing a good job of emptying out our prisons, so to speak. Um, um, I, I think that pendulum did swing maybe a little bit too hard um, in that direction, but I, I, I wasn't there long enough and delved into it long enough to say that it's a true, true problem. But there is a, a certain group of uh, folks in our legislative body that think we are too harsh on criminals, um, and I think a lot more work needs to be done on that um, to look at many facets of it, the big one being um, mental illness is a, is a huge component of that, and we could talk for a long, long time on those issues and debate those issues, um, but those are just a couple of things. Can I just add, can I just add um, you know, I want to go back to what I said before and, and, and make sure people understand when I say hold people accountable, Michael Morgan just did a really good job of uh, explaining accountability doesn't always mean incarceration. Uh, there's many different ways to hold people accountable. Um, I just wanted to clarify that. It is a little frustrating um, from the outside to see some of the facilities, like now they're talking about the former prison in Windsor, and, I'm, and we need housing, mixed-use housing, but... Um, and I realize that this isn't in, in your committees, but I'm hoping that there's conversations about there, there are assets that the state has, and we are desperate for mental health facilities. Uh, I, I kind of hope that before we, you know, throw all the old prisons away, maybe maybe we're looking at that as an option. Yeah, I, I agree, Anthony. I, I remember talking about that when I was on the Corrections Institutions Committee, because that's one of their big functions is to formulate something called the Capital Bill, which funds... Um, public construction of public buildings for the state as well as their maintenance and upkeep. And I couldn't agree more. I I personally, my humble opinion only as one person, is that we did it, the state did itself a huge disservice when we closed down the the Waterbury Waterbury facility. Um, And I know there are various reasons for that, but, and then kind of leaving a void where we didn't have something comparable 
because um, there are a lot of people that suffer significantly that could use that kind of help. Uh, and again, that's a fine line balance of where you, because when you have people committed in those kind of facilities, it's a quasi-incarceration, so to speak, and that's another fine line, but again, we could debate forever, but um, uh, yes, I couldn't agree more. We need to take a hard look at some of these buildings. There, have been, there was some pressure to just sell, like, for instance, the Windsor facility that you speak of outright mm-hmm. to somebody and let whatever happen to it, whether it's development or business industry going there or something. But, um, yeah, before we just let them wholesale go, I agree. Well, uh, unfortunately, the time flies. And we want to thank both you guys for spending some time with us. Uh, wish you luck in the upcoming legislative session. Uh, and uh, keep us keep us in the loop. We want to hear what's going on. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you being Thank you very much for coming in. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to uh, chat with uh, Darren Adams. He's a uh, select board chair for.